Welcome to the Fireside Chat, presented by Rotographs and Pitcher List. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Paul Spohr and Nick Pollock. Hello and welcome to episode 1007 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is a Fireside Chat. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, joined not only by Nick Pollock of the Firesides, but Jake Seeley joining us today. Gentlemen, great to talk with both of you. Nick, hello. What's going on? We're, we're at PitchCon. We're doing That's this. right. We are live at PitchCon. Jake, hello. Hey, I'm happy to be here with you two for sure. Where's uh? So where's thrilled? Where's 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 Saquon? Barkley? She's yeah. She already I made know her the, appearance know earlier. Ah, oh, I missed it. Of course. You, you, you I, want, so maybe I, come back. I actually have a Barkley jersey now too. By the way, I love it. Sorry. I see. I see that it's there. Signed. I also have a Kyler Murray. That as soon as I got it, he started playing like crap. So that that's so. Wait, you time. were the hex. Yes, 100%. My, my, my fantasy team hates you. Well, usually my fantasy <laughs> teams love you. You are my fantasy football Sherpa. I make I make no beef about that. That uh, whenever I give it, people ask, start set, I'm like, I'm just giving you Jake Seeley's info, y'all. <laughs> like, I do not pretend to know all this stuff. I just rely on Jake. We had a bad year this year, Jake. Thanks a lot, jerk. Yeah, anyway. You barely talked to me this year. I know, happened? I know, because I wasn't doing well. Honestly, because I was out of the gate bad, so I didn't have yeah. to bother you every week with like, I know your ranking says this, but what do you really think? Like, give me the real info. <laughs> yeah, but I sport, know it, you're writing the info. What I did. What's you that? Should, what I did was I drafted Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert. I Those mean, were good ideas, and you yeah, made the finals, right? Yeah, that's what right? I did, and I, you know, had the number one rank in the Cumulus Staff League. So, which is disgusting considering how much, how little you know about football and how yeah, much you don't I, even yeah, like it. Nick never asked yep. me for anything. You know, no, because I, I was yeah. because you know it's fancy football. <laughs> yeah, J- Jake. I mean, always been my guy in football. Not that he's not great at baseball. I just don't need as much help. I don't believe. But uh, you're a football yes. god. You're a baseball god. You're a dual sport god, which is hard. It's hard. When I was first kind of getting in the industry, I tried to do both, and it was really difficult. I respect that you're able to do both so well. I would say, I would say football god and more like baseball demigod, like a little bit lower. <laughs> That's, I know you put football <laughs> higher. I mean, football pays, pays the bills. If Nick and I were smart we and wanted money yeah. over everything, we'd have gone yeah, yeah. football heavy. But, uh, <laughs> you know. We're idiots. But what we're doing here today on the fireside is uh, we're doing some like specialty awards, some of our favorite things about the game uh, and also some picks for the upcoming year that are that are a little bit off the beaten path, like a dark horse for a no hitter, a surprise cycle, all sorts of stuff like that. We're going to keep it fun here in this hour on the specialty awards. So let's get in because we're a little bit behind due to my tech issues. My fault always seems to be my fault because I'm a loser, but we're making up for it. Let's start with an easy one. Nick's going to love this one. Favorite pitch. We're on PitchCon at Pitcher List. Why wouldn't we start at the top? Nick, let's start with you. What is your favorite pitch? And I'll let you give a secondary because I know you probably can't just go with one, but you can't name six either. So you, you get one and then like a specialty. Okay, but I'll yeah. let you do that. But Nick could do like 14 if he wanted to. So I, mean, <laughs> I got to try to keep him in the guardrails. You you, you with your three, I, I trust you. But Nick, well, I got to keep... Wait, hold on real quick. Not to cut it. So did you do favorite pitch period or a favorite pitch by pitcher? Because that's what I actually did. I mean, my favorite pitchers, like pitch from a pitcher in the majors. Like, okay, I so that's, like that's where Aaron I went. Yeah. Ball or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, right? I, and I, okay. I have two as well, well, by the way. So I'm I didn't know if Nick of, can throw like 15 different pitches. Like that's that's why I told you I didn't. I don't want to do batting practice against him because he was going to just. <laughs> oh, he, me. he embarrassed me, but he wasn't. Thro- it wasn't because he was like trying to gas everyone. He did well. Oh, no, you it's both did I, well. no, it's because I was trash. I was just roasting myself, not uh, not promoting you. No, no. I wasn't guys, hyping you. Up. I don't know why well, all the self. No, that was amazing though. That, that was amazing at Staten Island that you were just throwing batting practice to everybody. Yeah. What a great time that was. It but was all right, dream. give us give us your your your. I'm sure you have multiples. Give us one. 
I didn't know any of you, and you're all like amazing. I'm like, this is this is a dream come true. All right, fine. Um, first one that came to mind, Sandy Alcantara's fastball. I can watch all day. I mean, uh, that's just. I wasn't the, surprised that you went with so, Sandy Alcantara. So overwhelming. Like 99 with amazing movement biting in the guys. Like you see them swing at pitches that are about to hit them with a fastball and not like a breaking ball. When we were kids, could you ever have, could you ever have imagined a hundred mile an hour sinker? No, it's like a legit sinker. It always used to be that like the harder you threw it, the the more it would take away the sink. So, you know, a sinker slash two seamer was always a, a couple miles slower than the four seamer. Today it's like, nah. I'll throw it at 100 and it'll still have the same movement as like a Brandon Webb sinker. Like, that's so unfair. I actually so threw a natural sinker because I have no speed. So it just kind of. So it always just kind of sank. <laughs> it I just like that. died when it got there. Um, Nick, if you have a secondary one, I'll come back to you, but let's get yeah, your first one, Jake. My first one? Your, your first so, of three. It doesn't have to be your highest ranked, however you want to go. Three uh, to one, one to three. You can no, do number no, two first. I mean, you know I love ranking. I I, I got to go hometown. Well, hometown, hometown. My team, favorite but, team. Uh, yeah, the the Crom slider. Yep, Holy, I, I, I knew mean, that was coming. You knew I was going to go there, especially for the fact that I, I looked this up because I remember them talking about it on the broadcast. Just to double check, it was almost two miles an hour faster than any non fastball strikeout pitch. Like <laughs> that's just, insane. Like, so it was a strikeout pitch that wasn't. It was the highest non fastball speed. Does that you get you kind of get what I'm saying there? So like, yes, that's in, that's insane. He was basically throwing almost 95 miles an hour. It's it, it, slider, and which means it's it's faster than a lot of fastballs too. Not only right. was it the fastest non-fastball, but it's faster than a good handful of so fastballs, dumb. which is ridiculous. It is so it goes dumb. back to my thing earlier. If I told you that there's going to be a 95 mile an hour slider in the future, you just said you're insane, dude. It'll break somebody's arm. I, I freaked out yes. when Syndergaard did it back. Yep, in like I remember the the Worthen slider. We were, like, we were all what? like, "Whoa, this is this is new." <laughs> and her, him that, and Harvey you know? were both throwing those crazy sliders, and it was like, "This is scary," but it it works. I mean, hopefully Degrom gets back healthy. But that's a great one. I knew I knew you'd go there my first one is the frankie montas splitter mm. you know i'm a big splitter fan I, I understand nick's trepidation with them I, I i don't disagree with that but it's when nick even agrees that when they're working they're beautiful they're so fun it's just that they're difficult to have consistency with but both kevin gosman and frankie montas found consistency last year with them and they were just a lot a lot of fun to watch i also love throwing them in the show you know jake we talk about uh kind of mixing in the show with things too so that's another thing is I love throwing splitties in the show. I love show. the knuckle curve. The that's knuckle nice. curve is a lot of fun too. That AJ Burnett card with his knuckle curve, the flashback card. I love that. So yeah, Frankie Montas splitter. I love it. I still see even more for him. He had the breakout this past year. I think he can go even higher. So that's my number one there. Okay. Jay, uh, do you have you another one, Nick? Ones. I mean, I, yeah. I, I got to mention two sliders from two young guys. Yes. Um, Aaron Ashby's and okay. Tan Houck. Yeah, oh, I had that Hulk on my sl- list. The Hulk slider, yes, oh, is is brilliant. Something else, like the one the that starts in one box and ends up in the other. Yeah, just unbelievable. It, but a quick reminder to the chat: we're just doing current, by the way, for all of these. I love your historical stuff. Yeah, these are definitely great. keep chatting about it. But just for the purposes of this, we're doing only current stuff right now. But yeah, the Hulk yeah. slider and the Ashby slider, both reasons why both of them are on breakout slash sleeper lists all over the place. Even though neither has a locked in. 100% firm spot yet. Sure. Uh, all right, Jake, give me give me another one that you had the Hulk slider. So, so what's the third yeah, on your list? I did. The third was, and we actually just talked about him when he changed his pitching rotation or like wind up, and that's actually Morton's curve. Morton's curve. 
Yep, yeah, I almost put that. Exactly. It's, it's it's God, that's so hot when it's. Cooking. I just love movement like that. Yep. I could never do <laughs> exactly the the nasty movement like that, and it almost made me put the uh, uh, Trinan sinker on it too because of how much movement he gets. But I'm gonna go with another one that's that's kind of a, a dull one, but we have to give it love. And he also has my body type, so I love Chris Sale, and his slider is obviously disgusting. Yes. And we know how can slide and Sale have been getting a righty lefty comparison of one another because of their sliders. So it's basically just an extension of the Hauk pick, I had to give some uh, love to the sales slider. Any others on your list? Nick, Nick, any more? I mean, so many young guys. Essentially, anytime a young guy comes up and does something that is absurd and it just freaks me out. So all of the clan hands unless it's Unless it's Ranger Suarez. Yeah, well, he's... <laughs> And and they're doing something amazing with I their know. stuff. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just. I, just I feel like that. I, I feel like that one's gonna his, burn you. He avoided the middle of the plate with his fastball. I know, and he, and it was an easy schedule. I understand. I understand. There you but go, I'm, Paul. Oh, there we go. Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> that makes it for me. Barkley's back on screen for those just listening on audio. Beautiful, beautiful dog. I too named my first dog after one of my favorite athletes, Curtis. Uh, rest in peace. But yeah, Barkley, what a beaut. I love that. I want to meet that dog so badly. Anyway, moving. <laughs> Moving on, let's go hitter style now. Sorry, Nick, got to do some hitter stuff. We're going to do favorite <laughs> stance. And again, there's amazing historical ones. I got to be honest, yes. because of, probably because of the science and, and learning things, we have fewer unique stances these days. I feel like there's probably just, uh, it, it's been more uniform, but there's still some that stand out. Jake, I'm going to start with you because Nick hates hitters. Who'd you put for stance? <laughs> Uh, yeah, if we were doing historical, I would have said Bagwell just because I still do not know how he was able to stand <laughs> the like squad that. And, and to have that I much tr- power down there. I know. I've tried to replicate it. It's impossible. <laughs> to get, but, I couldn't get any load whenever I would try to. And I wasn't no. a very good hitter anyway, but I couldn't do anything in his stance. Baffled by it. Uh, but I, would, I, I, I was trying to go through about like five that I could think off the top of my head, but I'm going to go with a young one, and he's partly also one of the most fun, actually probably the most fun player in baseball is Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. I just I just love everything about his approach at the plate and this swing and just, I almost went with Makata, almost. That's a good one. I, I really, I, They're I both, settled down and went with Tatis. They are both swag personified. If you're just trying to describe that word to somebody, you just say, yes. go look at Fernando Tatis. And now while you go, because you want to see Barkley, it sounds like Barkley has to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> okay, continue. so then we, we can shift to Nick. Nick, <laughs> who, who do you got there uh, for uh, a nice so, stance? So I think for me, um, I mean, yeah, as you mentioned, like the the more like ridiculous ones are super fun. Um but at the end of the day, there are two to me that really stand out. One is, I mean, I guess he's technically still active and all. It's Albert Pujols in the way that yeah. he's just kind of this stoic. Um, the, the, the setup uh, you know, is like there. quiet just, and then exactly, everything he's is ready. so perfect. And the same way, but more menacing to me, is John Carlos Stanton because... Oh, God, yes. Uh, because what's crazy to me, and when it comes to like batting mechanics, with everybody, it's normally you know you're told as a kid, you line up your feet, right? You line it up, and why you do that is because when you step towards the pitcher, that means you're geared up to go straight to center um, with your timing of your bat. Right? When it's your bat is flat relative to your feet, then that means it's going to center field, right? I um, mean, you're told like you step in the bucket, that means you're opening up, you're stepping towards third That's base. That's what I always right-handed. did. That was right. My I mean, I did too. Issue. But that is essentially what you don't want to do because that means, I mean, you do if you're hitting inside pitch, but then you can't hit an outside sure, one. exactly. Stanton, because he's so quick, because his bat speed is so fast, 
he actually purposely does the opposite where he is set up so that he hit the outside pitch. So he's super closed and pretty much dares anybody like try to jam me inside. You can't. And he can get around did on you hear everything. Me, yeah. Did you hear me yell yes from outside? I, I did. I did. I, I thought that's what it was too. I was going to say, were you cheering the pick or telling Barkley to get? Uh, yeah, because it's so good. It's unbelievable see, how he also, can get to everything. He also, the way, because he's so closed, how menacing it is. It isn't like, just looking at you this way, it's closed like barely with some side eye. And then I'm going to open up oh, and show you man, this amazing. It it's like out of an anime of or something. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that perfect. one. I think the Stanton one is a bit slept on. Um, I think ge- uh, generally speaking, Giancarlo Stanton is slept on in terms of appreciating I third his greatness. Base, and saw him uh, at home. I, I would I would move off their base. I'd be like, nope, I, I I'm would done. And- I'd be in left field. I'd be standing right next to the left field. <laughs> like, I'd up, be behind dude? the uh, third base coach person. <laughs> I'm gonna be here for a little bit, dude. Um, okay, I got one that y'all might not be familiar with, uh, being unique and, and interesting. Are you guys familiar with the antics of Jose Trevino? No, no. It is. It is something uh, to behold. Nick, if I send you a link, can you share it? Uh, I, if it's a video, I can download it and share it. Okay. Let me, uh, yeah. let me see if Actually, I can yeah, find one If it's a link, I think here. I can share it too. Yeah, send it to me. Jose Trevino uh, stands. I think the best I'm going to be able to find is batting stance guy doing it. But he goes through so much. If you're familiar with batting stance guy, you know that, uh, that he, he doesn't miss as far as getting these right. I'm sending it to you on Twitter. So we're gonna okay. watch Batty Stance guy do it, and uh, and and you'll get an idea of what Jose Trevino's all about. And as far as historical ones, I see Julio Franco be mentioned. Love that one. Growing up in Detroit, I loved the Mickey Tettleton just kind of holding the bat uh, like parallel to the ground, and then and then he would get a setup. Uh, Tony Bautista. Sheffield had to sl- had to so he s- had to slow down. Yeah, because he, he was, was moving so, quick. so fast. Like unbelievable. And then how did Franco get to anything when he was up here? <laughs> and Council was like that too. Craig Council was Please. all the way up here. Do me a favor. Go to right, a Rangers game, a Texas Rangers game. You're gonna see a catcher named Jose Trevino who's gonna entertain you in all directions. Sorry if you're listening as a podcast. Upside down. Gotta watch PitchCon. It's on YouTube, youtube.com slash pitcherlist. Wait, he does this all before he gets in the box? Yep. I'd plonk him. <laughs> Wait, it, it only gets better or worse, depending if you're the pitcher, I guess. Just when you think it's normal, it amps up. Oh, yeah. That's the best part. No. <laughs> it really does. Yes, does every time. Business. No. <laughs> and then he just waits, yeah? That's amazing, you, Jose. You're doing great. That that is amazing. So yeah, Jose Trevino was my pick there. Batting stance G on Twitter. If you wanna just Google Jose Trevino stance, it'll come right up with the batting stance guy video. If you want to see it, he goes through a lot of uh, uh, mechanics there. <laughs> Did you guys have anybody else that you wanted to shout out here before we move on to our? I next mean, one? someone in the chat. Um, I think it was Sacris said Juan Soto just for the shuffle. Yeah. Oh, and I love the shuffle. I mean, I gotta say, if I was a pitcher, it would drive me insane, which is the goal, right? Like, I would be triggered by it uh, because I'm weak-willed. <laughs> so I would let it get in my head and bother me, which is exactly what I know. So, that somebody got mad at me because I got triggered by Johnny Cueto. And I was like, it's because kind of, it's kind of like, Ah, you're kind of bush leaguing it a little yeah. bit last and, year. Yeah, and again, like I like it, but if I was out, a batter, better. 
It, it, yes. I would also, again, I, I can appreciate it from afar, but then if I was a player, I'd be like, you son of a gun. I would be so annoyed <laughs> I by it. Just I really beat me would. with your normal pitches. Yeah. Like, you don't need to shimmy, dude. I'm going to strike out. Just get me out normally. <laughs> don't try to embarrass me. I totally agree with you there. And I think All actually, right. um, there's an article on our site on Pitchless uh, about the, when you change your windup, when you actually like stuttered, how much it actually affects things. Did it help him? Check it out. I I don't want to spoil the results. All right, don't spoil it. I will check it out. Definitely check Um, that article. One who recently retired because he basically had to change because he was definitely cheating. You guys remember Carter Caps? Oh my god! How he would hop off the mound, and uh, then they altered his stance or or, or the rules of what he could do, and all of a sudden he was ineffective. That's when you go to the ballpark and try to beat the fastest pitch. Exactly. When that jumps, you do the crow hop. That was his regular pitching. That was impossible in MLB the show if you you like it, it got to a point where if like you were in a tournament and you use Carter Caps you were seen as the cheeser who's like oh you're so lame you have to use Carter Caps. odd job that you were using yeah it was job. odd job <laughs> slash like Michael Vick type level like where if you used Carter Caps you got those three are put off in a box like how dare you use those guys um all right more Nick speed here let's go the other way best wind up yep I'm gonna start this one here I'm gonna take one of the easier ones I'm going to go submarine Tyler Rogers, mm. how he's affected. I mean, I understand how he's effective. I still, I always marvel at submariners always have uh, always like Dan Quisenberry rest in peace growing up. Chad Bradford got, gained popularity due to Moneyball. Uh, but some of these guys literally scrape their knuckles uh, on the ground when they're throwing some of their pitches, which is just wild to me. You mentioned Brad Ziegler earlier. Um, he's a friend of yours. Awesome. I, I, I am blown away by it. Darren O'Day gets down pretty low. I just love it. So Tyler Rogers is the pick there. I love what he does. <laughs> and I'll throw my second one in just because it's a guy I already mentioned, Chris Sale. Obviously, I love Chris Sale. Mm, yeah, Built like me, Good and call. he's a god. But yeah, Tyler Rogers, Chris Sale. Nick, what do you got for uh, best so, windups? So I'm going to upset Jake and say one that is not actually my pick, but I just want to get it out of the way just in case he doesn't say it. Um, Jacob DeGrom is so smooth. Uh, oh yeah, it's just it's just it's yeah, actually like the best mechanics you have. That was my pick. Alex Chamberlain's um, he's literally uh, perfection yesterday was about vertical approach angle and how Jacob Degrom's is the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because of mechanics. Uh, so awesome stuff there. But my favorite is Joey Lucchese. Oh, uh, with the, his uh, curve. up down most ridiculous thing ever. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> this is and it, I will say that for a lot of people, it's like okay, this can't be repeatable. Uh, when you watch like mechanics and wind up and stuff, just look at where they get to certain points and like where their body is at certain moments. Like for example, when does the the arm come out of the glove and when does he get it up and you know where is he when he lands? And Lucchese hits it every time. All the other stuff doesn't matter. It's like you know you're you're getting to the cities. It doesn't matter what route you took. Mm-hmm. So it, it's pretty amazing that he does it right. And yeah, it's just. You look at it and go, oh, that's Joey Lucchese. And that's, to me, the coolest part of a good windup. When you know right away, right? Yeah, if someone imitates mm-hmm. it too. And, you know, the unfortunate part, last year, he was having some success. It was very early, only 38 oh, innings. Yeah, like, he was pitching pretty well, and then he got hurt. Uh, he had, was, like, this one really start was like, oh, he's really good. Oh, now he's done. Okay. Well, that is the, that's the <laughs> Lucchese experience, too, is that, like, you watch him on a, the right night, and you're like, this dude is a stud. And then you watch him the next right. night, you're like, how is he above high A right now? Yep. Like, he can vacillate more than anybody out there um all right jake what do you got for some windups because i know you got uh, he took one. i was gonna say Degrom because the biggest thing about Degrom, they like is well because it's every spot is consistent but the biggest thing is i like the effortless and I, yes. every time you're watching i'm like how is he throwing over 100 miles like mm. i just and doesn't look I'm, like he tries 
No, so then I would say the next closest is this new teammate. I would say Max Scherzer is very yeah. similar. And the other aspect is like, you just don't believe he's actually throwing that fast. Like Syndergaard is similar like the Stanton. It looks like he's doing everything he can to throw 97 miles an hour. Yeah. Grom's like, oh, I just tossed it up there. 102. Oh, I, totally, I totally agree. It looks like he's not even breaking a sweat there when he's just dusting everybody. And there's something in that effortlessness and that simplicity that I love. It's funny. We audit for somebody like Jacob deGrom and then somebody who's going to be a teammate again this year, like Robinson Cano, he's effortless with everything he's able to do. And he's regarded as like not trying or late. It's, it's weird how, well, he also had PAD help. So, you know, well, I, I'm not, I'm putting that aside. I'm talking about like the way he would field. It was seen because it's it so wasn't smooth. flashy. It was smooth that it wasn't trying hard, which I thought was weird. Right. We don't, do that with pitchers uh, that have right. we 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 laud it. I when, like the Kershaw shout out because it always looks like the ball mm. should come out a second earlier. Exactly, like, like, it, like it comes out like late. It's weird to me watching that, him. That is a good Definitely. call out too. There's, um, he there's was one consideration more for me. That yes. you, essentially the Hunter Pence of windups is Alex Wood. Oh yeah, that's a good. And that's a good that comparison needs to get a mention too. In here of just like yep. you should. How does the ball even come out? Like, yeah. That's a that's it, a very good call, and I oh like the hundred pence it's comp a weird. lot. Weird, it's crazy, and I it, love it. It really is, and he's I mean he's so good. That's the thing. Like injuries have been the only thing that's really derailed him. Uh, success is there whenever Alex Wood is healthy, outside of the, those like ten inning seasons where he's got an ugly ERA or whatever. But he's been great. All right, let's move on from uh, from you know how they set up and what they're doing there to uh, to some events. A dark horse no hitter. We know. You go look at the list of no-hitters. We know anybody on any given day can drop a no-hitter. Uh, Philip Umber has a perfect game. That's all you really need to know. Bud Smith, Jose Jimenez, <laughs> tons of others. Studs can throw no-hitters, too. Roy Halladay, we talked about him earlier, has one in the playoffs, for crying out loud. So it can range the entire, uh, you know, it, it can run the gamut. So let's find a dark horse. Jake, let's start with you. Who's a dark horse candidate for a no-hitter this year that you'd be like, Dang, that's pretty cool. Oh, well, see, you kind of like, I don't know if he's dark horsey enough now from your well, description that you just went there. That's okay. I was, because I also think he's, he wouldn't be my, but I also think he's a dark horse scion candidate. So we'll kind of throw that, but I can see Max Freed. I think he gets oh. one this year. It's, uh, he is, is my Cy Young pick? pick. He's my Cy Young pick. <laughs> He's so not my Cy Young pick. No, I'm, but I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you I, on I, that. But okay, go ahead. Yeah. I I legitimately actually believe he's... I, if I'm looking at the National League just alone, I would say like he... If you had Vegas odds, I'd put him inside the top five of like throwing a no-hitter in yeah. 2022. I, I, I can definitely see that. Um, and especially if the defense, uh, you know, because obviously you need a good defense on a given night. If he's got the right defensive setup. That, low whip. High strikeouts. Yep. Like the the only concern I would ever have for somebody like him is the pitch limit. But he's already shown he he's shown when he's healthy, game, he can go. Yeah, yeah, I like that one, Max Freed. Um, and I, I I would love to see it because you know could help his Cy Young candidacy. Nick, who do you got for a dark dark horse Cy Young? A well, dark horse. as a joke, because I want to make it so that this person has mentioned it every single thing. I'd say the dark Dylan horse sees. for not throwing a no hitter is Jacob Degrom. <laughs> oh, for not throwing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, it's it's, kind does of funny. he get the guys, most almost non hitters? Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Every, he, he's the day. Like, time he one throws, hit. it's like Son it should bitch. be a no hitter. You guys remember? <laughs> so, you guys remember Dave Steeb and how? I mean, uh, well, sure. I mean, you know, I know I'm a little bit older, but like he threw a million one hitters, and several lost in the ninth. 
but he oh, had man. a ton of no hitters before he finally got one. Uh, Degrom, right. I mean, he's a no hit god too, or a, well, a one hit, two hit god as well. Sackers in the chat says and still doesn't get a win. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I, I'm actual dark horse. Is actually something you guys have been kind of hinting at. Is you need to have good defense behind you. So I'm going to say it's good Louis. defense and is going to get the innings and is a true dark horse. So like, hey, if he has it, like they're not going to say like, oh no, we can't let him overthrow this guy. Stephen Matz there. It's a good one. I, I think Michael fits horse that same thing like, too. No one is going to think of Stephen Matz when it comes to no hitter. But yeah, all right, he'll get the opportunity to do it. Doesn't actually have like a 15% strikeout rate. Has over 20% normally and has mm -hmm. the best defense behind him. So Stephen Matz, dark yeah, horse. I think that, and I can't wait for. July I think that's a great call. This is quoted. <laughs> Wait, and you could throw Michaelis and, and Hudson in there too. Obviously, Wayno, but he's less of a dark horse because uh, he's coming off that excellent year. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like Houston, his name. You were describing that pick. I like went defense. Well, obviously, Correa might not be back, but I thought well, I, when you were just setting it up, I thought you were possibly going Houston. Pe Pena's defense is good. Um, so if, yes, if they yeah, do go with Pena, the defense is the one piece that will definitely be there. I'm going way off the map. Um, I'm picking Michael Lorenzen. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> because <laughs> it's a dark horse for a no hitter. Oh, this is, um, this is a dark horse, all right. I I still feel I still feel some CJ Wilson vibes here. I feel like remember when CJ Wilson converted to starting, we were like, what? Why? Like this is not going to work. You're 30. <laughs> like this is this is insane. Or he was 29, and then he goes and puts up four straight 200 plus inning seasons of really really good work. I don't know if it's going to be quite that good, but I think Lorenz is going to surprise here uh, with his conversion. Now he's coming off of a rough season. He only had 29 innings. It wasn't his best work, but this is a guy who can miss bats. Um, and I think if they commit to this starting thing, he's 30 years old. He could have that that dream night. I think obviously most of his starts will probably be on the five six inning range if this works out. But that one special night for Michael Lorenzen, dark horse, oh, no hitter. That. that sounds great. Super dark horse. All right, I got an even better surprise cycle. So uh, let's let's go oh. ahead and move on oh, to the surprise geez. cycles here. Let's start with Jake. Jake, who could who could drop a surprise cycle this year? Because the triple obviously is the biggest part. Um, mm -hmm. Who could do that? I'm going to say I was a little bit surprised he didn't have one last year. I'm going to go just slightly north of me to Baltimore and Cedric Mullins. Said the entertainer. Let's go. That'd be I a mean, fun one. I can't wait to get one last year either. I, I double checked to make sure he didn't. And I saw there was also no, obviously shortened season, but there was none in 2020. But I yeah. legitimately expected to see him on the list and be like, I'm not going to pick him. But then when I saw he wasn't on the list, I'm like, holy crap, how did you like, get uh, one? I, I might as well. Yeah, he had five triples and I guess he could never mix those in. And he hit 291 too. So the hits were coming. Right. Uh, yeah, he's a good candidate for sure. And with the fence move back, maybe hits that hits that uh, the, that fence a no, little bit. No, fence moved in. Or, no, it was yeah, back, moved I in in left field. Or move back. Yeah, sorry. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. So I was saying yeah, he could yeah. hit the the like fence, bounce off, and then get a triple. He's got the speed to get a triple. Those are some great seats ways. too. I'm I'm annoyed they got rid of this. just for more. Like I sat down there a lot. Like that's a great mm. spot to sit. We will talk more about Camden later. It is a wonderful spot to sit. Uh, I wonder. I wonder what sort of effect it's going to have. Right. Like you know, we never know. We always overrate those things in fantasy because we we hear and we're like, oh my god, John Means will never give up another home run. It's like, well, he probably will. <laughs> He probably will. But uh, yeah, I like said Mullins. Nick, what about you? Surprise cycle. Well, I might take yours. Akil Badu. Love that uh, one. Love uh, that Because, one. I mean, it's a big park. You know, you can get a triple in there. He's got the speed for it. He's got the power for it. He was uh, a heavy consideration for me, I will tell I'm you. All, I'm all for Akil Badu doing good things. 
I love you know? it. It's he, a great pick. Akil Badu, not staying away from his team. Akil Badont. I think he's got all the skills to do it. I think that's a great call out. Uh, mine is uh, light years away from both y'all's. Is it Ortega? Because that's the other one I considered. No, it's uh, Fran Mill Reyes. Brandon Nimmo. What? Fran Mill Reyes. It's Fran Mill Reyes. <laughs> he hit two triples last year. Okay? He's got to time him. So he just has to time them properly. <laughs> it's it's not hard. This is easy, Fran Mill. You got this. So the reason I picked him, right? Obviously, wait, it wait, does wait, not Was one speed. of them like one of those legit, or was it like one of those triples where I, the left fielder runs right past it? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> These both have to be. Should have been the, an error. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, fielder yeah. fell down, but they just didn't call the error because it was in Cleveland. I don't know. But he had two triples. So I need <laughs> another one. And I need it on a night when he hits a homer, double, and single as well. Fran Mill Reyes surprise cycle. You'd be surprised, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, that, that's yes. a good point. That's an actual surprise. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I like y'all's picks. Y'all's picks have a, a 9 million percent chance higher uh, to, to pan out than mine with Badu like and Sed Mullins. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, moving on. Manager we want to see get tossed. Now, did was oh. this uh, tossed from their team, like get off their team or no. get tossed out no, of a game? Because, a game. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's like, that's I want the, to see them. That's the way I played it. it. That's the way and I played get it. tossed. Okay, perfect and, and, perfect. and to me, personally, I'm going to just take this one. Yeah, you Gabe start. Kapler, every time, I think oh, it's yeah. just the most enjoyable. Like, anytime you've heard the sound clips, too, it's the most reasonable thing ever. That's the thing. He art, like he debate bros it. Like, come on, man. You, it, it, you really got to look at it from this angle here. <laughs> There's just something about it. It goes, okay, that's the, I think it may be the right thing. But, you know, I don't know. You know, I mean, just, Had you just considered Gabe, it like this, though? Yeah, As opposed to it, most it, guys just screaming their head off, swearing at him. See every vein come out. It, it's, yeah, uh, man. Gabe Kapler to me. I love Gabe Kapler. He's great. <laughs> All right, Jake, who do you got? Yeah, do you one in both see? leagues. I, um, I'm, I'm interested. Now that he's back, I'm, I can't wait for Show Walter to get tossed again. Oh, yeah. I, I, was, I, I am waiting for a Show Walter toss. And then on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, because I don't really ever remember Katsai getting that upset. I just want to see what oh, it's yeah. like for Katsai to get thrown from a game. I just I want to see him get mad because I'm always ex- I'm always interested to see like the first tossing from a from a head coach. Exactly experience. when they when they you know burst the bubble on their very first one. It's it's always fun. It's like oh he fi- he finally got tossed. To that yeah. end, I don't know if he's been tossed before, but I'm with you. Like same right. in the Mark Katsai vibe. Yeah. I picked Rocco Baldelli. Mm. Uh, maybe he's been tossed, but uh, I don't see him as like a hothead so i want to see him get worked up yeah, it's like that um, craig council too kind of yes like like, craig, we, like i almost said council supposed to be doing this i think part of it is yeah we, we have our perception of them as players and so we're, we're projecting that onto them as as managers and we're like ah i don't i don't know does he ever get mad it's like of course they do but do they get enough <laughs> to go crazy uh kevin cash was my secondary there in the same exact vein as mm-hmm. the mark Kotze pick so great picks all around i really like that and we'll see if these guys get tossed this year all right player you want on your favorite team you gentlemen are fans of the two new york teams i'm on detroit so if you could pick a player nick to put on your team star medium or lower end who would it be i just want pablo lopez to be in my city that's all oh, that'd be I, I just want you know he's just he's just the best dude <laughs> they could <laughs> that, trade that, that, for him i mean they have know, so maybe, much pitching and know. the yankees just, need just, pitching just pablo lopez man just hey come on just come to new york dude <laughs> i love it i love it jake who do you want on the mets I mean, honestly, it would have a guess just for Fernando Tatis, but let's just, he's too obvious. Right. So I'll go, hey, look, this legitimately might still happen. 
He's still sitting out there. Uh, I know that people were saying he was going to get three hundred million dollars a few years ago. You Carlos might not Correa? know who I'm talking about. No, or no, Chris Bryant. Chris also Bryant. Also, because yeah, yeah. people say I look a little bit like him, which I don't you ever do? understand because I don't you think I do it. Like oh, I see the no, eyes. he's got a bunch. I see it. He's got a mus- muscular it's the face. Eyes, the eyes, Jake. It's the eyes. It's all in the yeah. eyes. Yeah. But I like no, the third kind of, base outfield, like and we need your whole face. Ba- I, I see that. My no, no, it's like yeah, no. I like I see if you had the marble eyes like him, it'd be over. Oh, his eyes look like marbles. Like if Chris Bryant and Littlefinger had a baby together, that's, that's my face. That's like something. Yeah, that that's that's it. That's, that's really funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Nailed it. But no, I just I've always I've been a fan of his since day one. Looks or not, like yeah. just, I was a third baseman until I split my finger open and then moved to first base for the rest of my life because I'm like I'm never doing this ever again. <laughs> like, I'm and good. I found out I was I was amazing. John Olerud first base, but I always liked third base inherently. I've always I've Howard Johnson was one of my favorite players growing oh, up. Oh, Joe. I've always been a third base guy, so I would love to see that taken care of for the Mets for the longest time because we haven't had anybody since David Wright. Yeah, and I, I like Chris Bryant too. I think he's I think he's a little bit underrated at this point. I think for some reason there's there's a little bit of a he's dislike like for him. Po- he's almost like a real life post hype sleeper at this point because yep. the expectations were like so friggin' high. Yeah, because like, he opened really good. He opened yeah. Rookie of the Year. Did he win MVP? MVP. Yeah, he he went he went you know crazy with that. So it's like, well, now he's going to win 500 MVPs, and it's like he's just been very good instead of elite. And he's had some injury issues, but I like that one. I think he'd be a good fit out there. I like Chris Bryant a lot. Easy to root for. So I went high and low. I went one kind of like a sad pick, Carlos Correa, because I really wanted him more than Baez (laughs) on the Tigers. But I'm going to root for Baez. I'm I'm a Javi Baez fan. Uh, Another guy, this is a very low-end type of guy. Uh, I wanted them to make this trade last year, but the two guys that we probably could have traded Zach McKinstry for were Boyd and Turnbull, and they were both hurt. So it didn't really make sense. But I think Zach McKinstry still has some upside. I know he's a little bit older, but I, I'm a sucker for super utility guys. I love uh, Jake Cronenworth. I was a big Ben Zobers fan. I jumped on that bandwagon early. So I'm a sucker for super utils. I still you know think what Zach- happened to McKinstry last year? You remember, Spore? We were in the same league. The day I won the high bid and tout, and then two weeks later... Boom, done. <laughs> and the season was toast for him. And he never rebounded. And I got so annoyed. But, he, you know, he's still 27. Tough part is I kind of want him out of the Dodgers because I don't think the time's going to be there for him. Uh, but I still believe in town. I like Zach McKinstry. And if he was on the Tigers, he could bounce all around. So that'd be fun. So that's my pick there, Zach McKinstry. Let's move on to our next one. for you. Yeah, she's like, did you need me? She thought I was snapping for her. She's like, oh, <laughs> one time I was streaming and uh, – it was it was when Jen was gone, so Henry was in here. He doesn't spend as much time in here uh, when when Jen's here, and Miguel Cabrera was going for his five with home run, and he crushes this one late. And I'm like, get get, let's go! And Henry runs out of the room, thinking that I was screaming at him to get out. I felt so bad. I was like, no no no, come back, you're fine. I was just trying to cheer the home run, which it didn't end up being a home run. Anyway, moving on. Best stadium feature. This is pretty open. Mm. You can have some little niche feature that you guys are going to teach us about or something bigger. But let's start with you, Nick. What's a stadium feature that you really, really like? Honestly, I absolutely adore Beat the Freeze. I, I, that's, that's that's a good one. That's the, that's a that's really good thing, one. Man. Uh, that's just the best. Like yep. Every single it's time, cre- everyone thinks like they're going to win. They're oh yeah, there. and then they start the coasting. Moment. I love when somebody has a big lead. They start coasting. Oh, you can the tell best. that they let up, and he just and, zips and right. And by also, him. it's like you know, New York. We have 
Um, you know, you have the the train race and stuff, but it's like, oh, that's all predetermined. There's nothing actually to this the entire way. Yeah. It's just whatever. There's the ball game of like the hats. The way to yep. play that, just so you know, the real way to play, because everyone can follow the baseball. You yeah. guess beforehand. You pick a number ah, and with your okay. friends, and so that's you, to, the, that's to your really randomize now. it. <laughs> that's the true joy of that one. But no, beat okay. the freeze. It's not random. It's not. You don't actually know what's going to happen. It's in real time. You know, occurring in front of you, way yeah, better I, than all of that. Have, have you I ever seen the one, one at Camden where they do the crabs? For the no, I haven't. One? The best part about it is so they do two of them in a row. So they do the first one and it's try to guess where the crab was. And then they do the second one. It's like, now for the visiting fans. And the crab goes in the middle and the two on the, the one in the middle doesn't move. The one on the side <laughs> just moves. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I like that. I like that. Jake, what's, yeah. uh, what's a ballpark feature you like besides that hilarious one? So I have two. One is actually outside the stadium. I just love the bay for San Francisco. That's just yeah. I mean, I almost picked the to bay. be able to hit into a bay is just awesome. So like, cool. That, that's just the coolest mm-hmm. thing for totally agree. But I know a lot of people hate the team, but the entire aesthetics of the seats, the train, how the stadium looks, to be able to hit the tracks in Houston, like that, Houston. that entire yeah. left field for me. And I was a fan of the hill just because it was so yeah, different. Just because it was yeah. so unique, <laughs> exactly. So randomly different. But I, hill. I think that's one of the coolest left fields. Obviously, Green Monster, but that's too easy to say. But like yeah. that, that left that left field is one of my favorites. I agree, it's great. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to go to a World Series game this year, and it was and it was open, which was cool because a lot of times during the summer it's not open obviously it's really hot in texas i get when it's not open when it's like 100 but i don't know why they don't open it when it's like 80 uh but it was open and it's really awesome there with an obviously an electric environment for the world series but the train like you said it's really cool crawford boxes so it can yield some extra homers because it is a little bit closer good call there on the general left field aesthetic of houston i went with an easy one it's not quite green monster but um i've always been obsessed with the kaufman fountains uh i always i I pick kaufman a lot in video games just to see it uh, because I love the scoreboard with it too. So I'll throw in the scoreboard with the fountains. The whole aesthetic I think is beautiful. And uh, yeah, like I said, I used to pick that in MLB The Show all the time just to play there. But it's a hitter friend or a pitcher friendly park. So I stopped picking it because I can't hit very well. I have a gripe here with those fountains. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, Kansas City doesn't have a great camera angle, but it's like whatever team. (laughs) I... But the thing is, there are days when it gets really windy. Oh, yes. yes and I the, know exactly the what you're talking about. And the blowing so close yep. to the cameras that they have to move the camera even worse to the right. It's awful on those and days. it's so bad. You can't analyze it. You're anything. like watching from right fountains. feet or left feet. Yep. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, exactly. That's that's funny. That is the downside of the fountains. Yeah, it's, it ends up being like a 1980s angle where it's like, way, it's oh, awful. God. It is brutal. Yep, you're 100% worse. right on that. I can't do anything. Um, I'm I like, uh, I like the... Uh, I haven't been to it. I want to go to it. But the Bob, isn't there a bobblehead museum in uh, Atlanta, which I think is kind of oh. cool? And yeah. uh, the aquarium yeah. in Miami, uh, I thought was cool. I, I didn't hate the fixture, I wanted, by the way. I always wanted to go to the Padres where you could stand behind the outfield wall. But I think yes. they get rid of that. I think so. What uh, what was that feature called? That Someone was like the chat. coolest we'll thing. To, I mean, you could, st- you could look right through the fence. It's like, yeah. that's the coolest thing. You're on field level. It was, it was, it. It was really neat. Um, I forget that. I thought they had like a name for it, but maybe somebody in chat will know. All right, let's stay with the uh, team stuff. We're going to get back into players here in a moment, but we got to go best announcer crew. And uh, I mean, okay, are we all there, picking, are we all picking Jake's team? Horse. Yeah, so I, I, that was my pick. I do have a secondary one as well. Here's really why, Paul. I don't want to make it too easy with the Mets, but they are amazing. It, yeah. 
Well, because Cohen's great. I was I loved it with Ron Darling. Still great now. But yeah. the biggest reason is one person who's right there, still right now. Everything in Keith Hernandez's day was the best ever. Like nothing yes. ever <laughs> compares to when Keith Hernandez played fo- baseball. Yep. It's just everything. Like nothing lives up to it. Like it was, you can it was hit the 70 best. home runs mm. and be like, it's not like hitting 30 when I was playing. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like when I hit 11 one year. You know, that was amazing. I really grinded it out to hit 11 homers and I did 14 it's, pounds it's of the, coke. It's sounds of of approval. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it, um, so you said with Darling, is Darling done? Yeah, he only no. occasionally does the mess now because he's oh, over okay. with Fox. Oh, yeah, I, I love I love when it's the three of them, but even just Keith and, and Gary will work. I will say um, real quick, on the flip side, the one of the worst is what I have to watch, unfortunately, a lot because they're local is the Nationals. Good God. Oh my God, I yes. watching the Nationals games. They, they always rate I like watched them on mute. three. Yeah, they, they rate very low whenever uh, you read them. Santangelo, a first yeah. hit of the game in the first inning, and there goes the no-hitter. The no-hitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't FP. deal with all this hate right now. I'm gonna I'm just going to steal it. Let's hear it. Uh, we're going to go to the – I'm going to go to the Padres here. Where they're Another great one. At. Another great one, um, yep. So much fun. I, I agree. Mean, seriously, they, those guys have the best time in the booth. Hearing Ursillo laugh is one of the most contagious uh, I to- laughs I- out there. I mean, and I, I have like a couple broadcasts. I need to. I like that they have fun though. Like, and that's oh, great. Oh, yeah, that's like, it doesn't best. have to be rigid, and yes. and there is that kind of like late night West Coast vibe. Uh, it's wonderful. I totally agree. I love San Diego. It was in my contention list. Gi- Giants is another obvious sure. one. I'm gonna go with one that I still love. Um, you know, you lose a little bit off his fastball because he's older. But I'm Tom Hamilton on the radio uh, with Cleveland. Mm. Always, always loved him. His voice, um, he's hilarious. He's straightforward. Like he roasts, like he goes in, whether it's on his players or on the op- the opposing players. If someone's doing something stupid, he is not afraid to like let them know that that was absurd. So I love Absolutely. Tom Hamilton. And I've told this story a million times. Anybody that's listened to the pod or watched my stream knows uh, my dad and I, winter, or excuse me, summers in Michigan clear night depending on how clear it was we could pick up cleveland radio uh, and this is pre-internet oh. we're in an al only league so we have the tigers on tv uh if we got lucky we had the white Sox on wgn instead of the cubs and then a cleveland game that's six teams of fantasy coverage we were getting for our al only league that was big because then he'd make me stay up late at night to watch baseball tonight and take notes of any of the west coast stuff uh because he was going to bed so this is back in the day before the internet folks but yeah so i love tom hamilton a lot of it's nostalgia but he's still great even today and he's Definitely. a radio pick from and, uh and for cleveland. also someone who was here on pitchcon two years ago that is, I call him the Mister Rogers of baseball. That's Jason Benetti. Oh, he's um, amazing. White Sox. He's amazing. Um, they have a great. Stone. I mean, those, are, those guys are just so good, and they and did Benetti so well too. With- like, like you were mentioning with Hamilton. Yeah, if you will not be biased on no. what's going on on the field, and I love that. Um, they're they're fantastic. I mean, Benetti is such a joy. He really uh, is. Um, he's really so sharp to too. Yeah. When he, when they got to do that broadcast with Bill Walton too, how great! Oh was my that? god, I loved it. So I loved great. it. It was so funny. John Miller's amazing. Good call in the chat. Ben Scully, obviously, always a god. Um, yeah, I, there's there's other picks too, but I, I think we hit on the ones that are really really central to giving a great experience. Um, let's move on to our favorite middle reliever. So basically, just somebody who's not like a stud closer. Pretty wide open. Um, Jake, I'll start with you. Ah, uh, Granderall. Uh, mostly also because of his pitches. I just Who? I love Greater All. 
Oh, Brad, oh, yeah, Brad Brad oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. He might not qualify yeah. for this list next year. He could be a closer this year. Next it, depends, year. it depends what they do. Is a, depends yeah. what they do. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, for at least right now. No, no, he at absolutely least, qualifies least least. right now. Yep. Because I almost put him on. The, that's why I didn't mention it before. He almost made like some of my pitch list, like favorite pitches, just oh, because. He's so fun. You want? Oh, yeah. We talk about. Yeah. That. That's all. I just. I just love watching him pitch. Period. Same. Same. I'm really excited about him. And obviously they have Trinan if they don't bring back Kenley. But Bruzdar seems destined for a closer's role at some point. He's a, he's an absolute beast. Nick, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the Adobe. That is Clay Holmes. Photoshop? <laughs> <laughs> Clay Holmes. Okay. That's really funny. That's this really, throws, really, really, uh, really super funny. hard. Um, they actually found out that the sinker should be thrown more, which is kind of I was going to say, doesn't he have a nasty then, ground ball, right? And it's he's it's absurd. It's, it's one of those cases where you know you could leave the pirates and all of a sudden you do great things. And it's those kind of stories make me so happy. Um, and he was just all of a sudden the dominant reliever for the Yankees in the second half of last year after the championship. Yeah, it's line. unbelievable. It had a sixty-two percent ground ball rate in twenty-eight innings with the Yankees, thirty-three percent strikeout, four percent walk rate at twenty-eight. As if they needed more bullpen, but they kind of do because uh, we're really seeing some some uh, you know wearing down of Chapman. They might they might yeah. have a change coming soon too. To be honest, uh, speaking of that team, the Yankees, Jonathan Loizaga, Johnny Johnny Lasagna. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm obsessed with him. You know, he actually had mixed league value last year because he was so good and they put him in such leveraged positions that he could again this year because he can get those wins uh, while he's doing those multi-inning efforts. You know, 10-team league, no. 12-team maybe as a fill-in, but 15-team, which I play a lot of, um, you can use a strong middle reliever. And so somebody like that who's thrown 70 innings with great ratios, uh, he threw in nine wins I love it, and I don't think we've seen the best out of Johnny Lasagna yet. And uh, I will throw a courtesy shout-out to Amir Garrett on the left side. I mean, we all know what what uh, you want, wanting to fight the entire Pittsburgh team. I love it. Great guy, though. <laughs> kind of know him a little bit through Twitch and just a really nice guy. You might think he's like some, you know, angry, crazy dude because he wanted to fight the whole team. No, he just takes nah. up for his boys. Uh, he's a really, really nice guy, though. I like Amir Garrett a lot. Mm. All right. Anybody else you guys want to shout-out, or are we moving on to our favorite bench player? All right, let's do it. Favorite bench player here. Um, I'll start. McKinstry was one of them. Obviously, I mentioned him earlier, but I'm going to say Gavin Sheets. I know on roster resource, he's penciled in right now over Andrew Vaughn. I don't believe that will be the case. I, I know Vaughn struggled against righties. I think they're going to commit to Vaughn, but that'll leave G Gavin Sheets on the bench. I think he's got legit pop. I really do on a better team or not on a better team. This is a very good team. He's on in a better situation where he could just get playing time. I think he's a 30 home run power bat. I love Gavin Sheets, but he might struggle to find enough time to do that in uh, Chicago, but I'll still take him in deeper leagues uh, because I think he'll get enough playing time to knock around, I don't know, 15 to 20 homers. So Gavin Sheets is my official pick there for favorite bench player. I'm going to jump in just in case Jake could steal it because I got nothing else. Okay. Uh, Brett Phillips. Yes. To me. Great person, too. Another guy I know through joy. Twitch. You know, he had his moment um, in the World Series. That was just yes. the greatest thing ever. Uh, and it's just anytime you get you get you understand who Brett Phillips is, it's just oh yeah, you yeah. Just smile and you're happy. Just one of the like, one of the most genuine best dudes in the game too. Yeah, awesome, Brett Phillips, awesome person. Great. Brett Phillips, great pick. Jake, who you got? Best bench player, favorite bench player, I should say. Uh, favorite. Uh, I, I hate to go back to the Mets, but third base again. I, I just. JD Davis. I just I love yes. the the pop off the bench. Just it's like one of those I I like two things. If you're coming off the bench, one you're going to be a 
terror on the base paths, like what mm-hmm. helped the Red Sox win the World Series that one year, or two, you're always a threat to just crush rock one out of the park. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why. And I like, but to be clear, I liked him before he was even with the Mets back. Ash, like, I just think he always deserved a better chance that he got. I love that call out. And he's a, he's a sneak player on MLB The Show. He's only a silver card, but he absolutely crushes the ball and he plays above his level. So I like J.D. Davis uh, for that reason as well. And I I find myself developing fandoms of players because of their MLB the show capabilities, which is really interesting. Because I I used to be like anti Joey Gallo. I was like ah you know he hits he can't hit my weight. I know the power is there. Um, and then he's a god in MLB the show, and I just developed a fandom for him via MLB the show. Uh, now this one this is a tough one because. Nick came up with a category called favorite player no one remembers, but then Jake pointed out that we remember them. So is it <laughs> normal so people? It, it, normal I know. I know. Don't, don't remember. No, I, I like this though. I like this. So uh, somebody who's a bit off the radar, no longer playing is uh, right. I imagine this one could be a, yeah. a former player. So no longer playing. You start. I mean, you it st- could be if they don't remember that they're playing still. That's fine too. <laughs> you start. So that's where I was kind of going with it because damn. mine missed I time like for that injury. Then. Okay. Missed time. Missed time start, for injury. Start, barely start, played okay. last year. Uh, he is a pitcher. He was supposed to be the closer extraordinaire for the Cardinals. Do you know where I'm Jordan going? Hicks. Thank you. Eric. Yes. Right, okay. I I am hoping. I want to see Jordan Hicks get back into the do conversation you, with the do you think he hundred can start? plus mile hour. Fa- I yeah. love. I love Hicks. Uh, yeah. Says I just. I want to see him back. Period. He's another he one of those barely, guys. Who, he barely played last year. What was it, 20 innings last year? Yeah, and he's one of those guys with a true 100-mile-an-hour sinker. We're talking about it with Alcantara that has yes. disgusting sink at that velo. He only had 10 innings last yeah, year. Yeah, he might move to starter. Yeah. I was going to say, do you believe that he can get – I would love if he could. I don't know if he can hold I don't know. up. I think he's going to kind of fall – like my opinion is I think he might fall into like the Andrew Miller two to three innings. Yeah, I think that – I think and, that's where they should at least where, like, start. Like him. Aaron Loop was last year for the Mets, like yeah. that kind. Of, and like you maybe make a spot start four innings, but that's where your value really lies. I agree. I think that's that's a that's a good one there. And yeah, Jordan Hicks is a bit off the radar because even if you don't, even if you're not as sold on Gallegos as like somebody like myself is, uh, people talk about Reyes, but Hicks is off the radar right now. So I like that you would, did find a yeah. way to and, pick and a for fantasy one. purposes, he's somebody I would rather take than taking somebody that's pushing a four eight ERA or something like that. Yep. Especially in like a draft and hold. Take a shot that Jordan yes. Hicks could become something special. Nick, who's your uh, favorite player that people don't remember? I mean, uh, okay. So I, I have such a soft spot for guys like before. Like Lucchese had that one good start and then he was just done forever. Um, so what happened, I think it was back in 2017, maybe even 16, was there was this guy who was on you know the Royals and he has these four starts where he decides, you know what, I'm going to throw knuckle curves like 40% of the time. And he was blowing up. He was amazing. And then he had a shoulder problem, and he's just tried so hard to get back into it since he even tried with the Orioles. That's Nate Carnes. Oh, what a pull. And just... I remember Nate Carnes. Yep. I get so so much joy after seriously guys that just aren't that good, all of a sudden being really good and having a reason for it. Yep. It's just this wonderful thing that like I get to experience all the time because I cover them all year. And it's... I just can't forget, like, you had it, man. It was there, and just injury got the best of you. He did. Actually, um, it was a run with with Tampa Bay. 
um, that that spurned him. But you you had the yeah. other teams right, KC, Baltimore, like, uh, and he yeah. was well, he rebounded with KC, and it looked like okay, he's back on track. But then he got right. hurt again. Injuries just really really derailed Nate Carnes. That's a good pull. I remember having some excitement about him a I couple feel, different times because you guys didn't you got even me thinking about him. Brandon McKay See, with that. I told with you, the Jake. Injuries and- yeah. Oh, Brendan McKay is another good one. He was supposed to be mm. everything and he still could be, I guess. He was supposed to be Otani. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a two-way player. Um, Brent Honeywell. It reminds me to go to Brent Honeywell after that. Yes. He's out in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, my guy, you guys might not know the name, but uh, I love the, the guy. His name was Termel Sledge. You guys remember that name? No. <laughs> yeah, 2004 to 2007, he accumulated a whopping 803 plate appearances in the majors with uh, Montreal. Washington and San Diego. Uh, he had a little rookie year that that had some noise. He had 15 homers in 446 plate appearances. My buddy Paul and I, uh, Paul Costava, we really liked him. We named our, our fantasy team after him, the Termel Sledges. So yeah, I just I've always loved. Ter- I mean, what a name! It's Termel Sledge for crying out loud. So yeah, you got a I Butch like, Husky uh, mentioned in there. Butch Husky. You can't, you can't mention oh, Butch Husky wow. and not bring up Benny Agbayani either. Benny Agbayani is another they great one. They kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> and then you have to. Shane and then you Spencer. probably have to. Well, Shane Spencer's a good one, which reminds me of Shane Holter, who played every position in the game one time. Um, I was thinking, of, oh, Ray Ardonias was another Met that I was thinking of. That this, no, he was a little bit great. more prominent, though. But we're running out of time. Oh yeah, we are running out of time. Sorry. Yeah. Here. Um, all right. Well, last one then. Last one. Forget the MVP Cy Young rookie. You guys know my Cy Young is Max Fried. Best ballpark food because I want to get this out. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to pick one. That might be a little closer to Jake there. Um, I don't eat a lot. For those that don't know, I'm built like a straw. Um, and so when I go to Camden Yards and I eat six crab cake sandwiches over the course of a night, you know something's going on. Like I, I'm the worst at an all-you-can-eat buffet. I ate four those at the game really good. and I ate two more at the ESPN zone that we went to afterwards to watch the finals that year. It was uh, Orlando against LA, I believe. Six sandwiches in a night, crab cake sandwiches. Like again, for somebody like me, Six five one seventy. I don't eat a ton. That's just how good they were. I could not stop eating them. I have never stopped thinking about them. I probably went a decade ago at this point. Crab cake sandwich, Camden Yards. That's my number one ballpark food. Mm. I'm gonna go mm. with a waffle. At, What's at that? City Field. Sounds like something Field, waffle which is, related. Uh, which is a joke Ace- among the the PL staff during the meetup. Uh, Chris Weber and Ben Brown waited online, beginning around the I don't know end of the sixth inning to get their waffle. And, and that one? not only did the game end and they hadn't gotten their waffle, there was also a firework after <laughs> that they didn't witness because they still hadn't gotten their waffle. <laughs> and they, we were the last ones, I think, to leave the stadium as they still made it because they had already paid and they couldn't refund it. Oh, so they had to get it. it they had to get it. And it was delicious. So then the next time... I, uh, we had another little meetup in September. Well, let them know um, what it is. I had it's a this giant waffle ice cream with like any it's toppings It's just a waffle pastry as a cone with ice cream on it and all these everything you would ever dream oh on. Oh my on God. It. And it's it looks so, so decadent and, and over the top. And it's, it's amazing. And that's it's the waffle. right word for it. Decadent is exactly yeah, the right so. word. Great call. All right. I, wrap us I, up, Jake. I will close it out. Yeah. So I have a little bit of Polish. I mean, I'm actually a European mutt. If anybody knows what the Pittsburgh cone is, it's not an ice cream cone. It's a cone. It is a waffle cone, but it's got kielbasa. It's got pierogies, sauerkraut, Russian dressing, wow. Swiss. 
It is the go to PNC Park, which I don't know if they still do the Game of Thrones intro for their lineup, but that's also amazing as a sidebar. But anyway, the Pittsburgh Cone, if you ever go to PNC, is the must-have on your list. Trust me, it is probably top five. Man, it is lunchtime, y'all. So you guys just made me hungry to cap off the show. (laughs) But I want to thank both of you for uh, joining me on this fireside here on PitchCon. Uh, Jake, it was great talking with you. We should do this again, the three of us, maybe a little pitching preview. uh, Once both y'all put your ranks out, we can kind of go through the three of us. So I'll be in touch uh, about that back in February once uh, once y'all's ranks come out. Uh, Until then, gentlemen, thank you so much for chatting with me. Nick, you're doing an amazing job with PitchCon. Yesterday was tremendous for day one. Can't wait to see the next two days. Gentlemen, take care. Yeah, thank you so much. Jake Spore, it's always wonderful hanging with you by the fire. Thanks for listening to today's Fireside Chat with Paul Spore and Nick Pollock. Follow both Paul and Nick on Twitter at Spore and at PitcherList.